This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following content is not suitable for children. Today we're going to talk about a woman who really only wants to make him happy. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. Just as we begin, please remember to check out Uberlube. Uberlube.com is where you can get this great lubricant and help support Foreplay Radio. This woman that we're talking about, George, is really such a typical patient, somebody who is not in touch with her own sexuality particularly, but is oriented toward making her partner happy. And she's anxiously attached, but I want to demonstrate and us to demonstrate kind of what it's like for her. Of course, we're continuing our assessment theme and helping therapists, but we also want to help people who might be married to this type of woman who is kind of preoccupied with not her own experience and not what she gets out of it, either emotionally or physically but just making sure that he's okay and how she puts away her own fears and her own worries. We're also going to see how she doesn't want to risk hurting her partner, and that's part of the reason that she keeps her own counsel in terms of what she thinks would make the bedroom experience better. Right. We want to really get a flavor for not only mechanically how things work, but how do people emotionally come closer or protect themselves. So these are some of these questions that we're going to ask. And we invite you all to just think about your own relationship and see what questions really resonate, which ones are difficult. When we don't have answers, that usually means that's an area we haven't explored that much. So if you don't have an answer to some of these questions, you're right where you're supposed to be. Okay. So I'm ready. I'm, I'm going to be Eleanor. 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 How old are you, Eleanor? I will be 44. 44. And do you have children? I have three children. Three children. And how long are you married, Eleanor? We have been married 22 years. So, Eleanor, I'm just uh, so happy to be meeting with you today. And this is a chance for us to just... uh, hang out together. I'm going to ask you questions, not expect any answers, but really the goal today is just to figure out like how comfortable are you emotionally with your relationship, both sexually and emotionally, how safe do you feel? You know, we just want to kind of 
get a snapshot, a picture, and, and identify any areas that we might improve that just would give you more, just get more out of your relationship. Okay. I mean, so, my husband wanted me to do this. I, I just got to say, I've never been to a therapist before. This feels really weird. Again, I appreciate you starting off with that. And, you know, this is weird because most of us don't talk about these things, right? Mm -hmm. So you're coming in and you're saying, this is, my husband wants this, so I'm honoring him. But this, you're letting me know that this is, this is an area that makes you feel uncomfortable. So thank you for that. Okay. So with any of these questions, if you don't want to answer the question, you can just say, move on to the next one. Like I said, I just, these are standard questions just to give me that, a picture of how to best help you. So I get a pass if I if I need to. Is that right? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I want you to have fun here. I want you to kind of understand yourself. And if if something doesn't feel so comfortable, that's really important for me to know. Okay, this is definitely not fun. All right. Just for the record. I hear you. I'm writing it down. <laughs> so here we go, Eleanor. You ready? Yes. I see you're wriggling your hands there. I, I am. I am. All right. So. Do you feel close and emotionally connected when you make love with your husband? Um, gosh, I don't know that I've ever thought about that. I, I think, do I feel close and emotionally connected? I think I feel close and emotionally connected sometimes when we're spending time together, um, sexually, when we're in bed. No, I don't. I don't. Honestly, I don't. Not like starting off with a heavy question right out of the gate. Jeez. Right? I just so appreciate you just, just trying to explore that with yourself. That there are other parts during the day where you feel more closely connected in conversations. But when it comes to actually the act itself of making love, you don't feel as emotionally connected. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. I guess not. So pause here as a therapist. This is, again, really good information, just helping us get a doorway into, you know, what makes her feel safe and unsafe, right? Mm-hmm. So that's part of what I'd want to explore. Like, where does she go if she's not feeling so connected? Right. That, right. Those are great questions. That, that's All a right. brilliant question next. So, Eleanor, how about hugging, kissing, cuddling, affection? I mean, do you do that before or after sex? Is that enjoyable? I like to do that. Um, I like that a lot, probably after sex. My husband usually falls asleep. And I like, I like affection. Um, he's, not, he's, he's usually not affectionate unless he wants to have sex. And I know that about him. It doesn't I – would, I would like more of it, I suppose. So, Eleanor, when, when you say you don't feel so connected during sex, where do you go? Hmm. I think I don't feel comfortable during sex because I'm not sure I'm making him happy, really. I know it makes him happy to have an orgasm, sure, but he never really expresses to me like that he thinks I'm attractive or beautiful or that I've done a good job or that, I don't know. I mean, all I hear, I hear a lot of complaints about it's not enough, but then when we have sex, I, I really don't get many of the, um, any happiness from him or a sense that he's satisfied. So I guess what I'm waiting, I, I just am anxious the whole time, you know? So when you say anxious, you're kind of in your head just thinking about, is this working for him? Is he going to totally. have an orgasm? You're totally. Just, those wheels are spinning. Yeah. It's like, how do I get him there? And, and then afterwards, I kind of feel 
sort of sad and empty because I don't know if it was enough for him. Well, again, I appreciate you sharing this. It's a, it's a tough spot for you, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're not so focused on your body or what's happening because you really love him so much and want him to experience success and pleasure. And you're not sure. And there's an emptiness as you, even afterwards, you're not sure, hey, if he would tell you that was the best day of my life, that was amazing. I mean, you'd get some direct feedback. But if he, when he falls asleep, that leaves you like, I went through this whole process. I hope that was good, but I'm not really sure how that was. Exactly. And, and yeah. then when he says like a few days later, you know, we don't have enough sex again. It was like, I just, again, it's just, I feel so anxious about the whole thing. It, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not really, yeah, I just, yeah. No, before, again, I, during, and after, I feel anxious. Wow. And again, that's so important to anybody, I think, in your shoes would feel that way, right? It's not just the anxiety in the moment of having sex. It's like beforehand, you're not sure how long it's going to be before he's critical or not happy. And then during it, you're thinking so much. And then afterwards, you're not sure how good it was. It's like, it takes up a lot of space inside you. It does. It does. It takes right. up. I, He thinks I don't think about it, but I think about it all the time. All right, let's pause here. Again, there's a goldmine of information. Yeah. So often it seems like the person who has lower desire or doesn't initiate sex as much doesn't think about it. And this is a real good window into how much Eleanor actually does think about sex. You know, is it going to be the third day? Is it going to be the fourth day? Is he going to be happy? Is he not going to be happy afterwards? I mean, it's just the racing brain is a real good indicator of the amount of energy that's kind of being focused where these two people are missing each other. Yeah. And I would say she's, I mean, I can like feel her, you know, she's not necessarily thinking about what they can do. That's exciting in bed next. She's, she's worried. So she's preoccupied. I'm not pleasing my husband. She's watching and waiting for his response. She's very tuned into him, which for me, when I see a woman who kind of is anxiously attached, but she's, what I would say is not necessarily tuned in sexually. This is good news as a sex therapist, because I can, I can usually turn her anxiety in a way that becomes directed. And then he, I, I imagine he's anxious too, in some ways, or something's going on with him. So if I can get her energy about this, her preoccupation to be slightly more nuanced about perhaps pleasure and eroticism, then we're on it. It's, it's right. easy to do. Okay. So let's... Go back this, to Eleanor. Yeah, Eleanor, this next question. I probably wouldn't ask this now, right? Does she feel comfortable with general touch or stimulation? Just as she's exploring her anxiety and going into her emotions, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go right to the... Do you, Eleanor, do you get caught up looking at things from outside the moment as your kind of mind is racing and you're worried about performance? Do you kind of worry about, does your husband find you attractive? Oh, yeah. I mean, I absolutely. I mean, I I don't know if he finds me attractive. I know he looks at porn. Um, That makes me feel bad. Like a couple of reasons, I suppose. He's looking at porn. I, I tell myself because... I'm not enough for him or I'm not giving it to him enough. And then he's looking at all these women who are amazing. And I think this poor guy has to be in bed with me. Wow. And you're actually thinking this during the act of lovemaking. 
And before the act of lovemaking. And, and after, after the act. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, I'm, I think glad about you it. Could, I'm glad you could laugh about it because it, it shows how much energy this, this takes inside of you. It does. Right? And he, right. he, he thinks I don't care about him, which it's like I, I would do anything to make him happy. Right. And do you find sometimes like having a glass of wine or, uh, you know, does anything help relax you and, and make it sex more of an enjoyable experience? Well, I wouldn't say that it's not enjoyable. I enjoy being close to him, actually. Yeah. Um, he doesn't Thank believe you for that. correcting me. Yeah, he doesn't believe that. It's like if I don't have an orgasm, it's the end of the world, you know, and then he's always after me. No, 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 you should too. And it's like, gosh, I just, and that just makes it worse. You know, it makes it worse because then I'm so pressured and it's like we're out of sync. We're just out of sync. It's like he can't, he can't be with me. Does, does wine help? Yeah, wine helps. Um, wine helps. Yes. Okay. Again, I love the curiosity as you're just trying to lean into these areas normally you don't want to talk about. But if you're so worried about, does he want me? And is this going to work well? And then he's worrying about, are you going to org? And there's just a lot of worrying going on there. And having a glass of wine seems to take a little of that edge off, make it a little bit easier for you to kind of get started. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, now that you mention it, the getting started part is the hard part. Because oftentimes it's like he, he comes in and he's all ready to go and... You know, still have the kids to get yeah. down and get their homework done and all that. And and then it's like, I mean, it's nice when he comes in and he says that. I That kind of feels reassuring. But then by the time two hours later, it's time to go to bed. I'm anxious again. Yeah. Yeah. I so appreciate, even as you said that to me, when you corrected me, you say, wait, I do enjoy this. This isn't right. That. There is a big part of you once you are able to calm down and just kind of let yourself go a little bit. But that this is enjoyable for you, too, that you're able to kind of stand up for that, I think, is, is, is so important. So thank you for that. And this okay. is a good spot to take a quick break. This woman that we're talking about, George, definitely needs Uber Lube. <laughs> she needs a lot of things to really enjoy sex. Well, and they need a lot of things, right? But I think Uber Lube, you know, you said wine. I say a lubricant because many times if a woman isn't excited right in the beginning, a lubricant can really help her enjoy touch right at the beginning. And mm. Uber Lube, you can get it on uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay. You get a discount and it is scent free. It feels good. It feels silky and soft. It is my favorite lubricant all time. And they come in travel sizes, like in little glass bottles that are beautiful. It has high-grade silicone, a little bit of vitamin E. Uh, women always ask me, is this going to you know, give me a yeast infection or is it going to be a problem? No, this is great. It doesn't impact your pH. It doesn't impact your hormones. It won't cause an allergic reaction. I used to recommend another one that did cause allergies. So this is great. And it's recommended by thousands of doctors all over the United States. It's made here in the United States and... Lord knows we need work right now in the USA. So I would highly recommend Uberlube. And let's not limit this just to the females out there. No. This All right, is a little a little Uberlube for the men. 
Not too bad. Not too bad. And it, it helps when a woman's touching a man as well. It's a great feel. So definitely for that as well. And I appreciate you bringing that up. Uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay. Thanks, y'all. George, you've got this whole new website that's coming up with training materials and stuff. Tell me about it. It's called successinvulnerability.com. Similar to what we've been talking about in the podcast, I'm really trying to train therapists on how to keep their focus in session. And to if you're going to invite couples and clients and families to risk doing vulnerability, then it's really critical that they have success when they do it. The reason why people don't do vulnerability is it doesn't work out so well for them when they do. So we really want to empower therapists to, to know what to do in these critical moments to kind of usher in the transformation that could happen when people go to these vulnerable spots. So therapists who listen to us, can go ahead and check it out and you'll be doing trainings and all sorts of things and you have a team of people it's successinvulnerability.com i'm excited about it i get to learn a bunch more from george one of the blessings of covid19 i never had time but we can get creative when we're locked in a house and come up with some new endeavors so i'm looking forward to it and i appreciate any feedback and support I'm really enjoying being Eleanor. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, like my acting abilities, I'm like starting to feel her and all her anxiety about this. I will say you're making it comfortable for me, though, as a woman talking to a man. I do feel good about that. It's like the way you say things, the way you phrase things. Well, I'm also being impacted by Eleanor's story, right? And I can see kind of this anxiety, how it's getting in the way and then how she's blamed for the anxiety. I mean, it's a tough spot that she's in and I want her to be able to talk about her anxiety and feel like it's, it's being honored instead of shaming her for it or just focusing on fixing it so quick that, you know, we miss the person and gathering the information. So we're going to go back and just ask a couple more questions. Again, everyone, as we're listening, just see what questions resonate, you know, do you have answers? Do you not have answers? Let's, this is our laboratory and words are uh, the instruments that we're using. So, Eleanor. Yes. Yes, therapist. Do you ever get angry when your partner around sex? Can you express your frustrations and, you know, things that are not working so well? I get angry when he brings it up all the time and... Yeah, sometimes I just get exasperated by him. You know, like, gosh, he's like a one-track mind. And mm-hmm. and I just think I, what I get angry about is, first of all, I don't know if he's happy. He doesn't let me know. And he also doesn't really let me know if the other things in our life are good. It's like I'm raising the kids. I go to work. I keep a neat house. That would not be me. And it's like all this stuff, and he he never really makes any comments about it. So I, I just, then, then when he harps on sex, yeah, I, I get mad. Sometimes I get really mad. Yeah, I push back. Okay, but your anger usually comes before having sex. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not mad particularly about what happens in bed. I, that's fine. Right. Well, do you find yourself being able to be critical or give feedback or anything during lovemaking? I'm pretty quiet. I. I don't say much. I know I, I don't think I give any feedback. I, okay. I mean, he's kind of, he kind of knows, but I guess he knows. I mean, I don't so know. You, you won't talk about 
kind of that anxious feeling or that empty feeling or kind of what's happening for you. You just, you're so focused on hoping he's having a good experience that you, you wind up not sharing. Definitely wind up not sharing. Yeah. Right. I, I don't think I share. Let's and I take- think that's a beautiful thing that you're trying to do, Eleanor, right? You're trying to, you, it's so important that he enjoys the experience. There's really not a lot of room for you to talk about negative things that might weigh him down. So you try to protect him from that by keeping that to yourself. Yeah, I mean, I'm not that critical of him in bed. I, I'm not that critical. It's more, right. I mean, could we do things that would be a little bit better for me? Yeah, we probably really could. I I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to say it. I did say some things like I remember right in the beginning of our sexual experience together and I told him a couple things and he acted like, I don't know, he got upset and it wasn't, he got, he got more angry, but it, it seemed like it hurt his feelings that somehow or another he thought he should know all that. And then from that point forward, I just thought, Ooh, you know, he has kind of this fragile ego and I don't want to hurt him. So I just, I just, yeah, I don't really say anything. Mm-hmm. Again, that must be a tough spot when it feels like your husband's free to share things you're not doing well or not enough of, but you don't want to kind of let him know because you don't want to hurt his feelings and make things worse. Right. As I don't want to hurt his feelings. And yes. So I, I would like to just take a break for a minute as a sex therapist, as I listen to Eleanor I feel so sad for her, right? She lacks so much agency about directing this experience. And, you know, we really still have no idea, is it good for her? And could it be good for her? And is that one of the elements that is missing that would make her desire more sex? Maybe, you know, could we help her find a way to sort of take more ownership of this because it's not just him getting frustrated with her but it's also her sense of it's like she doesn't own this experience it's she's all about him which is beautiful and fine but it's not necessarily fine for sustained intimacy between the two of them right and i would i think most sex therapists unfortunately with good intentions want to push to have her take more ownership but it's really hard to take ownership when you have high degrees of anxiety, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's your longings get squished mm-hmm. when fear is running the show. Absolutely. So we have to reduce the anxiety before we're going to start exploring. And if I start trying to lean too much into a what about you and what makes you happy and what turns you on, in a way that's putting more pressure. And so the timings really, really matters for when you're going to go for that. Right. You're absolutely right, George. And I would find myself wanting, because this is more the emotional exploration, right? Mm -hmm. So once you said as Eleanor, he can feel a bit insecure and I don't want to make that worse, Mm -hmm. right? So there really isn't a lot of space to talk about that. But in that individual session is where I want to lean into that fear. Well, what would happen if you made him insecure? Mm -hmm. And that only grew inside of him. Like what are these big fears that are really, you know, would he find somebody else? Would he not want her? Would, you know, they get divorced? Would the family break up? I mean, these are some big fears that are lurking, you know, in the bedroom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'd find myself wanting to kind of explore that. No, I, I agree with you. And I'm not saying you should change directions as the therapist. I'm just reacting to her, like what I feel when I listen to her and what I feel as a woman 
I guess that's it. I, I love that question, though. And that's such a great EFT question of what would happen if you did direct and what, what, what are you afraid would happen? I, I think you could ask her that right now. I think she's connected enough with you. It breaks my heart to see and how many, how many partners have I worked with where it's been a very similar dynamics where when you're feeling empty and you're so scared that your partner's not going to be happy with you, mm-hmm. that's not a great environment to feel turned on. Right. right. So right. She's- I, I, that emotional work here is so important to yes. making her feel like let's honor that anxiety. Let her share it. Let her feel like it makes sense that she's yeah. not beating herself up for feeling that way, which is so often what partners are going to do. Like there's something wrong with me. I have low libido. I'm broken. No, this is this is a natural state when there's not a lot of room for your for you to share your fears. This is what yeah. happens when our fears are chronically suppressed. Yes, and we have no idea about her libido right now. No. I mean, it's completely masked by anxiety. We don't know what she honestly feels about sex and the sexual experience for herself and between and, them. Much. Right, and that question of can you share or give feedback, and, and when you said, as Ella, no, I can't, you know, that's a big red flag for me that says, all right, this is the area where we're going to have to do a lot of work in. Right. To get her to see the value of instead of protecting, just protecting her partner. She's what Eleanor is not recognizing is is the cost of that protection is for her to lose herself. Mm -hmm. And then she's going to get blamed for losing herself, which is going to add more stress on top of her. Exactly. And that's a pretty vicious circle. And she's a fairly typical patient, I would say. Uh, All right. So, Eleanor. I just want to just ask you another tough question because even as you said that to me, you said, right, he can be a bit insecure and I really have to be careful not to make that worse. And it shows me how hard you're working and how much you love your husband. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm curious, what would happen if you weren't able to protect his insecurities if they grew? What, What are you afraid might happen? Gosh, that is a deep question. I mean, I certainly get afraid of that. So I, I get afraid that somehow or another he's, he's, he's going to be more insecure. I mean, I think what I told you, I don't really tell him much about myself. Um, what if it grew and I couldn't stop it? Is that what you're saying? I couldn't. Right. If those I couldn't fears. Comfort it or I couldn't change it. Um, you know. This is so important to him, and it, I know it's so wrapped up in how he feels like he's a man. So it's almost like if I were to not be able to stop his frustration from growing, I, and he kind of, maybe I said something critical and bad, or something that he thinks is critical, or e- even just, I guess, redirecting him, I'm afraid he would he would not feel like a man and he would be hurt, like irreparably hurt. That's what I'm afraid of. And what might he do if he felt he wasn't a man and you couldn't repair that? You know, he gets mad at me a lot about sex, but that would be worse. It's like he would be deflated, lose his spirit or something is what I'm afraid of. Okay. Again, I just appreciate you letting me into that place, right? That if he got deflated and lost his spirit, you'd kind of lose a big part of who your husband is. Mm -hmm. That empty feeling inside of you would just grow. I mean, 
Yes, and then he would be empty, and that would be really sad. Wow, wow. So the payoff is if you can kind of, even if you lose part of you and you're empty, if he still feels secure, you still got your husband. But if if you're not able to make him feel secure, you both wind up feeling pretty empty. Right. Wow. You know, and he, he's a good guy. I feel like just saying this is making him sound like he's not a good guy. But, I mean, he works yeah. hard and it's good to our kids. He's, he's a good guy. You got nice little strategies. He listens how Eleanor bounces out of that place, right? There's not a lot of room to talk about her fear. So right. she wants to go back to protecting him because that's normally what she does. So I would want to say, yes, of course, Eleanor, he's a good guy, you know, and he's so lucky to have you too, because look at how, how you're willing to sacrifice to kind of keep this, this love strong. It really touches me, right? And we're going to honor that. But the work is going to be helping Eleanor when she bounces out of herself and starts focusing on on him and what she needs to do we need to be able to get her to come back and and put more words to actually that place inside of her right and i would say as i impersonate her my worry is this is an individual session i take it and we're going to come all back together and i'm i'm worried that the therapist is going to say something that I've said in a way that my husband is going to feel criticized. So I, it's like suddenly it becomes very important to me to let the therapist know, like kind of like if I had more of a voice, I'd say, please don't say any of this to my husband. I, I really don't want you to tell him what I've said because I'm afraid he'll take it. It's like, not only do I want to, do I protect him? Now I want the therapist to protect him. And, and this is a closed system, right? Because we can't talk about things because she's so anxious, something terrible is going to happen. Exactly. So that's where we would, as a therapist, see a way of strengthening the alliance between a therapist and a client, right? Mm-hmm. To, to really help you feel safer, to be more explicit about the process. You know, so this, that psych ed that would say, with all couples, what I'm trying to do is identify the things they can share and the things they can't share for very good reasons, mm-hmm. right? And, and if we can create safety, if your husband kind of wanted to know more about these places where you struggled inside, that would be something that probably would, would be different for you. What, what do you think that would be like, Eleanor, if, if, if your husband really didn't know a lot of this, but wanted to kind of help you in these places where you feel pretty anxious or pretty empty. Mm. I guess that would feel good. I guess that would feel good. I, I I never really thought about him wanting to know any of that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know that he's that deep, honestly. I think he just wants sex, but I mean, does he want to know what I think about? I don't know. It would well, it's, it seems like when you're getting kissing or cuddling, when it doesn't lead to sex, when you get his interest, that that's what's comforting you in these anxious places. That's, that's a beautiful way of doing it. Another way is like when you're feeling that way, if you could communicate and you knew he wanted to help you there, that would be a road that currently you two don't have to use with each other. Mm-hmm. Right. We, we don't do that right. with each other. We, yeah, I don't think any of this do we really talk about that much. Well, thank you, Eleanor. I want to make sure that she leaves feeling successful. That the risk that she took in fighting for herself is a way of bringing more energy into her relationship and mm-hmm. into her life and into her, her relationship. So, 
And I would say I, I hope that sexual pursuer, male sexual pursuers out there have had a, a look at what a, a woman who might be a little more anxious and appearing to avoid sex looks like. So she looks sexually avoidant, but she's also emotionally anxiously attached, very preoccupied by him and his experience. I, I just hope that that provides people with an insight of what it feels like. That's what I love about doing this podcast with you, George, is we we let people in to see things that I think they might not be able to see. Otherwise. Totally agree. And I hope it's people listening. You know, we get a couple of these emails every week saying it feels like your front row and, you know, in our relationship and in our bedroom and seeing like, how do we know all this stuff? We know all this stuff because this is what humans do. Yeah. And we have good reasons why we protect ourselves. It's usually coming from a loving place that we just haven't had help from people to find our words to know how to communicate in a way that will be successful. And that really is the mission of this podcast. It's to let people communicate in much more direct, powerful ways. Mm-hmm. And if this was meaningful to you, we'd love for you to share it with a friend. And thanks for listening to us. Uh, give us good ratings. And give some ratings. That would be good, too. <laughs> thanks for listening to 4Play Radio. Keep it hot, baby. Hey, patrons. Lori is offering a Facebook Live on Friday night, June 12th, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Sign up today. For those of you who are listening today, we are also going to send out some free Uber Lube to those of you who sponsor us on our Patreon page. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY4PLAY. That's 833-4PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.